Ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of the COG, the Kingdom of God music podcast. I've got a very special guest on tonight. I've been trying to get her on for probably 12 to 18 months. It's been a long time coming, but I'm so glad she's a woman of her word and still decided to come. Emily, a.k.a. Encouragements, that's the first two letters of her name mixed with encouragements. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Tell us a little bit about yourself and introduce yourself to the audience. I know you're an amazing mom, an amazing worshiper of God. You're just enjoying life in the midst of the whirlwind that you deemed 2022. And uh, yeah, just give us a little insight on where God's taking you so far this year and uh, what's been leading up to this point. Um, well, I mean, you kind of summed it up right there because you got that preview. But yeah, I, I'm a single mom. Um, well, some people say single mom means different things, but I'm divorced for three years. I have two kids. Um, I am a worshiper. Um, prophetic worship leader and yeah it's just following the Lord step by step breath by breath and that is how I live my life (laughs) what are three things you do to keep yourself close to Jesus and then followed by what are three things you hope to pass on to your children in the light of raising them the ways of God um well um being in the word and worshiping are and you have to have those two things and those two things are part of relationship um it's my relationship with the lord is um the foundation of everything it's you know my purpose my identity so it's it's keeping him priority in um and in just worshiping, it's not just, you know, singing songs, although that's my, I feel like I can't breathe if I'm not singing. <laughs> um, but, you know, worship is gratitude. It's it's giving God honor in all things. And even taking our thoughts captive to him is is worship because it's submission. It's, it's pouring out everything that we are to him. Um, honoring him in everything that we do and think and say, and I want to—that's what I want to pass on to my children—is is knowing who they are um, first of all, and in that knowing that they are loved, and you know all of the things that the word teaches. So just you know a love for the word and an understanding of how to handle the word um, than anything else is is secondary. Like they can do anything and get through anything if they have those things um because they have jesus and they know where to go where to look um where to take their emotions and their Mm -hmm. doubts and their fears and everything they're going to be anchored Mm -hmm. i want them to be anchored in christ um and i want to do that not just by teaching Mm -hmm. but by example um so being vulnerable and authentic with them and showing them that they can be vulnerable and authentic. Um, That's awesome. I don't know if that answers the two questions that oh, you no. asked. It was, <laughs> <Technically> per- <six. laughs> it was perfect answers uh, to all the mothers or women who are listening on the show. Uh, if you got kids or plan to have kids, that pretty much sums it up. Uh, there's pretty mm-hmm. much only res- one responsibility God gives any parent, and that's to train up your child in the way they should go. When they're older, they'll never depart from it. And, yeah, uh, be led by the Holy Spirit. That was one of the things I needed to add is, is, yeah, to just be led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And nothing else. Exactly. 
Thank you so much, Emily, for being one of those few or many who are living out that lifestyle and um, wishing you the best for the rest of this incredible year that God has for you. And um, before we get started, based on what I was hearing on a couple of comments, um, it seems like the only artist you may be familiar with tonight might be Point of Grace, or am I assuming wrong? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I'm related to the Hinn family, and so they were all, you know, grew up listening to Christian music, you know, Point of Grace, DC Talk, and all of that stuff, so... And I lived out, when I was a kid, I lived out way in the boonies, um, where I don't think we even got a lot of radio stations. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was, like, outside of city limits. Um, it's either that, or my parents just didn't listen to the Z, um, any Christian radio stations. But I didn't really hear it unless I went to my cousin's house, and I was kind of in and out of the world, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the world at my mom's house kind of going to church at my dad's house and just kind of did just very much I can't even say that I was really a prodigal like I was but (laughs) I was so back and forth between the two until I was 18 um that I didn't really hear a lot of Christian music um consistently so I I've heard of them and I'm sure I will vaguely recognize some of the songs right um yeah. And I probably won't be able to sing any word for word. It's not like going back to my old jams, probably yeah, not. Yeah, I hear you. No, that's good, because that makes it a more genuine, unbiased opinion when you're hearing them. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so, you ready to get started? Yes. All right, so we're going to get into round number one, and that's going to be River by Out of Eden.
Out of Eden, going up against Gather at the River by Point of Grace. Gather at the River by Point of Grace up against River by Out of Eden. I was hoping not to get into this again, but I kind of feel like we're going to run into a similar issue to the last time Point of Grace was on the show, in the sense where that song <laughs> kind of felt like if we were going to do um, a cameo, like a Seventh Heaven cameo or Dawson's Creek cameo, 
<laughs> melodically, I actually never watched that show. <laughs> melodically speaking, it sounded like in that era, or like even like old school Full House. That's what that song sounded like to me. It uh, was very nineties, <laughs> almost painfully. <laughs> and then, as far as River by Out of Eden, I kind of felt like that's the kind of uh, R and B pop song that would appeal again a similar comment I made on a previous show to like if Disney Channel Radio existed in the 90s <laughs> that's what River by Adam kind of sounded like to me um, I don't know my Disney Channel Radio history I'm just like guessing here I don't either but um, I would say harmony wise I can't knock either one of them they're both excellent at harmonies um I do feel that Point of Grace can hold a lot longer notes than Out of Eden. Um, another thing I would say about Out of Eden's track is that it sounded a little too, how should I say, a little too squeaky for me. I kind of felt like Out of Eden's is like asking, uh, well, just reminding themselves that the Lord is always going to be there no matter where the tides turn, as opposed to, Gather the River is like, almost like somewhat of a baptism celebration song. That's what it sounds like to me. It's like they took that old southern hymn, As I went down in the river to pray. Yeah. That one, and and like, inspired by that, but also more so inspired by a 90s sitcom. <laughs> correct, correct. So, in light of that, I can't really fully vouch for either one. So I'm going to have to painfully hear as badly as I don't want to do it go a negative tie. What about you, Emily? Um, I mean, you didn't give me any, like, factors on what to score them on, but... You can factor them on any basis. It doesn't matter. Any basis. Well, so the squeaky thing you, you mentioned with Out of Eden, it I did notice that it's kind of a style, so it might even be purposeful or just the style of that person's voice regardless of age right um and that's just kind of a personal preference um i don't know it was hard to tell if it was intentional or if it was they were really straining Mm -hmm. um but the beat was almost like a you know that 90s boom boom pop kind of beat but like mixed with a pop sound mm-hmm. um, where it makes you want to move where <laughs> uh, gather at the river was, I just picture people trying to move to that as a bunch of white people clapping off beat and swaying yeah. and yeah. non-rhythmic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so out of enjoyment alone, I definitely would choose out of Eden. Oh, nice. That's excellent. As much as as much as I appreciate the phenomenal harmonies of Point of Grace, um, you know, Out of Eden also has different runs and stuff that were a little bit, I don't want to say flawless, but more effortless. And I love a song that has a good beat and some runs and some soul to it. I'm almost always going to choose that over excellent. other things. Super. Well, that helps me out, so... We at least have a result on round number one, thanks to Emily. And that's going to be one point up to Out of Eden. So getting into round two, we're going to swap the order a little bit, starting with Point of Grace, Without the Love of Jesus.
All right, without the love of Jesus by Point of Grace. That sounded to me like 90s sprinkled with a little bit of uh, from the 80s Toto's Africa with a little bit of Phil Collins' Tarzan soundtrack. <laughs> that guitar solo, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, going up against More Than You Know by Out of Eden.
All right, more than you know by Out of Eden, going up against Without the Love of Jesus by Point of Grace. More than you know, production-wise, sounded like to me if a young Mary J. Blige, Janet Jackson, or (laughs) TLC... Could have easily wrote that track. Um, vocally and holistically speaking, when you blend the vocals and, and the beat, though, it sounded like the type of music you would hear to an intro, and don't mistake, don't get me wrong, sound like the intro music to, like, uh, ghetto New York City romantic comedy, where you see, like, <laughs> a, bu- a bunch of children hopscotching and, like, jump yes. roping. And, like, you're just seeing the 90s credits roll, and then you, you see, like, your girl walking down the street with the backpack, and she's about to bump into a random dude that ends up being the one she falls in love with by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was a rant. Um, <laughs> what, what I, I am... it exactly. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, I'm a very visual person when it comes to music. But um, I would say, as nice as I enjoyed the production... And the very catchy, funky guitar of More Than You Know. I'm not going to say Without the Love of Jesus was the most amazing song in the world either. But the only point I'll give it extra is that I felt like both songs had very forgettable verses. Like, kind of background music forgettable. Melody-wise, mm-hmm. not, not lyric-wise, melody-wise. At least the chorus of Without the Love of Jesus is going to re- remain with me a little longer and I think has slight more mass appeal than more than you know. So only for the slightest margin, I'll give it to Point of Grace. What about you, Emily? I don't know. It's so hard because, like, lyrically, I've only heard, I may have only heard these songs once or twice before, like, 20 or something years ago. Um, (laughs) Makes me feel really old. But so it's funny I wasn't paying as much attention to the lyrics and I write a lot so you'd think I would pay more attention but it's also about how the songs make me feel yeah um and I I feel like Point of Grace um Without the Love of Jesus is it seems like their recordings are a little bit more polished Mm -hmm. and they probably took like you know, 10 takes for every one take that, um, out of Eden did. Um, so, you know, the effort and the polishness, like I can appreciate at the same time, I can fall in love with the song that was spontaneous. Mm -hmm. It's raw. It's one microphone and three people. And like, if someone's really off key, that kind of ruins it for me, but (laughs) It's something being really raw and authentic, and um, if it just it hits right, it doesn't matter how unpolished it is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it kind of just keeps going back to a good beat, even if it's old '90s. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna enjoy that more than something really cheesy. Yeah. Which, I don't know, because I, I also loved a lot of 90s ballads when I was younger. Yeah. Um, but that's different than 90s pop. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it just, it's, listening to it now is so different than when I would listen to it 10, 20 years ago. Because yeah. I also used to listen to the Spice Girls when I was, mm-hmm. you know, around this <laughs> yeah. time. But I also listened to TLC yeah. a lot. Um, and a lot of R&B stuff. I'm, I have a very eclectic... Um, musical taste and 
background or whatever history of listening. But I'm probably going to go with Dad of Eden for all of these just to give you that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I want to take um, a James Brown quote for what you said about Out of Eden. Um, I'm not sure if you remember that scene. They, they, They put it in the movie too, Get On Up. Um, when he was rehearsing with his band, and the drummer and bass guitarist, they found like this offbeat chemistry mm-hmm. that James Brown was grooving to, but the band wasn't agreeing with. Mm-hmm. So he stopped the band and he says, um, "Why are you not playing it offbeat? Why are you trying to polish it?" Mm-hmm. And the band is like, "No, we have to play, you know, and sound like professionals." And mm-hmm. he said, did God give you ears? And they all just stopped. They said, yes. Is what you're playing... Some of the greatest music come out of the blues, which is not polished or exactly. trained. It's just people singing from their heart, and they learned. Yeah. Exactly. So he was saying, like, if God gave you ears, I don't care if it's off beat. If it sounds good, play it the way it sounds good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that... Yeah that's how James Brown would come up with some of his hits. Like, even if it sounded ridiculous to the band, if it sounded mm-hmm. good to James Brown, the band would just trust James Brown's instincts, and out came a hit. Yeah. Uh, I think I remember one one other example when some of the the major record labels, they were like, this song has no words. That was the song, please, please. Like, he was saying, he's not saying any other words besides please. And the guy's like telling him, I know this is not traditional, but how does it make you feel? The passion right. the passion he's saying please with. That's what we're trying to go for here. Mm-hmm. Anyhow. So, again, once again, you helped me. Um, sort of, but because since I got the opposite, <laughs> that means we actually have a tie. So that's no result on this round. But out of Eden still one up going into the final round. So let's get into, I believe it is, Window by out of Eden. I think I've actually heard this one. Mm-hmm. This is a very popular one by then. God has given me a window And I can finally see the light And though I felt like going under I know it's gonna be alright Yeah, yeah
Window by Out of Eden. That sounds like the type of song that Shanning Tatum would have won the finale of the first Step Up movie to. <laughs> I like it's almost like beatbox breakdown effect. And then when time it reached the bridge, almost sounded like a precursor to dubstep that we have today. Anyway, go to... Yeah, there's a lot of like breakthrough stuff in there. I don't know when auto-tune came out, but that had to be pretty pretty new. Yep. Yep. Back then. Those are the early days of Autotune indeed. Going up against Love Like No Other by Point of Grace, our final song lead me.
Love Like No Other by Point of Grace up against Window by Out of Eden. Okay, so the visual picture I got for Love Like No Other <laughs> is almost like, let's picture if um, there was a sequel or another whole version stylistically, but came out in the 90s of the Flipper the Dolphin movie. <laughs> and this is like the mid-movie montage section of like, the bonding with Flipper or Flipper just got injured and is now finally kicking again. <laughs> or or like that oh, run or like that jogging on the beach montage to start off a beach movie. Anyway, um I never saw Flipper, but it, the, what it first made me think of was it's also a nineties movie, of course, but um the movie and it had a sequel uh, it was three men and a little lady the first one was three men and a baby i think um with like tom Selleck and ted danson and i don't remember who else there's definitely a, in the beginning and some other part where they they have some sort of song like this and it's it's a montage yeah. it's all of these different you know things happening and um yeah, it sounds like a really fun song to sing. You know, all of the high harmonies and everything that are really tight. Yeah. It's a lot of work, but I, I really appreciate harmonies and really, like, enjoy the high harmonies together. It just has, like, a certain sound that it's exciting to me. Like, I like, it, it's, you know, it's all about the way it makes me feel. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I don't know, when I was listening to the two different songs, I kept thinking about how certain genres are more timeless than others right and you know pop is like very very few styles of pop are timeless Hmm. but hip-hop anything that has a little bit of hip-hop in it is it's timeless you can listen to it 20 30 50 years from now and it's going to be enjoyable yeah it's there's just something about it I, I guess just comparing like um, the window song about without of Eden, it's I don't know where that lies in relation to the other songs that they did, but it sounded like it was done better. Mm-hmm. Um, it was tighter. Yeah. And I wondered while listening to it, it sounded like they were all just enjoying recording it more because mm-hmm. um, I've, I've done some recording and it's it's so different when you're writing a song especially if it's like a worship song and it's just spontaneous worship and you're feeling what you're singing and it comes out so differently when you you know get into the studio and your other people are just sitting around and you have to just sing what you wrote and you're not feeling the same way right um but when you know listening to window it sounded like all of them were really enjoying singing it and that really affected the way um whoever was leading the song vocally um it was it just you know you're gonna feel what the person is feeling as they sing it if they're feeling what they're singing if that makes sense yeah yeah 100% <laughs> and I was feeling it I was feeling it yeah I 100% agree um not for nothing but this was easily the best out of Eden song for the night um I think it's a hit for a reason um mm-hmm. they sounded a, like you said a lot more excited vocally they were doing a lot more runs than usual mm-hmm. um in spite of the auto tune Right, in spite of the auto-tune that we got in the last bit section, prior, <laughs> prior to that auto-tune, I think the song was straight up on point. Um, you didn't like the auto-tune? 
I'm no, I'm not against auto tune. I, I just have I'm very picky with who I think uses it to the best ability. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think um, there's certain singers I don't think need auto tune at all because I think their raw it voice didn't is best. Fit in the style either. Right, but then there's other singers I feel like use auto tune to an excellent advantage, and you know, it depends on the singer and vocalist for me. But Window, as amazing of a song as it was, I think the five-minute version would have worked out slightly better as a live performance of it. I'm not sure if the studio cut should have been five minutes. Maybe they could have cut it down to maybe four or something. Yeah, um, a lot of these songs were unnecessarily long. Like, when they right. were played on the radio, you know they started it late and cut it yeah. off early. yeah. And I'm not, listen, I'm not the biggest guy of, like, radio cuts either. I just felt in my spirit that something about Window could have been 30 seconds to a minute shorter. It's easily the better song. I mean, I can't separate the Love Like No Other from the montage. I think it will be put to best use in a movie montage. (laughs) Aside from a movie montage, I don't see myself listening to that song personally. It might work as nice background music and it has elements of a lot of songs i like but not executed in the way that i usually like i kind of felt like this is more like for lack of a better term filler they they needed to complete the album quota and this is just one of those songs that was just sitting on the shelf or they had to rush in order to fill out the album quota i don't think it was meant to be a memorable a memorable song for like years to come or whatever um So for that reason, it's out of Eden for me. I think I already know your vote, but you can go say it anyway. (laughs) You know it. (laughs) That's a double out of Eden, our first unison vote of the night. So that means out of Eden has taken the silver medal and the bronze medal goes to Point of Grace. Any final notes you want to leave uh, with our audience to encourage them for 2022? And then we'll be out of here. God is doing something new. And to stop looking for the familiar things um, because he is, he is shaking everything. He's shaking everything around us. He's shaking everything in us so that the only thing remains is that which is holy. Yes. Because he is preparing his bride for his coming. He cannot come and get his bride. If she's not ready. That's right. And so the shaking is to get us ready. So my encouragement more specifically would be to just let go of everything, even the things that you think are good, because it might be things that are expired. Mm -hmm. Just like food, like it was, it was good food. It was good fruit. It was good meat. It was good bread, whatever it was. But The only thing that is eternal is Jesus, and everything else has an expiration date. Even the enemy has an expiration date. So to hold fast to what is eternal, and that is the Word of God, the love of God, the living God, His Holy Spirit, and just let go of everything else. Yes. And you're going to see God move in a new way in every every area of your life, in your family, in your job, everywhere in the world— he is moving, so get ready. Yes. Yeah, you pretty much just reemphasize what the scriptures tell us about, um, you know, God not returning to a former glory, not getting stuck, mm-hmm. not trying to make memorials like Peter did when Moses and Elijah showed up, or like um, not trying to pour new wine into old wineskins, you know, just yeah. 
always being an open vessel to whatever new thing God has in store. So um, that's just a small snippet, you guys. If you need (laughs) the best of what Emily does, go follow her on Encouragements. That's Encouragements with an M instead of the N. And um, I I would suggest, you know, you'll be blessed by her page. She posts very inspirational stuff all the time. Always scripture-based, so you have... If you're one of those crazy theological people, you don't have to worry. Um, thank you so much again for being on the show, and uh, look forward to next time. Peace. Thank you for having me. I look forward to next time, too. Take care. Bye.
有别。